Joey, Joey, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening, JB? What's happening? It's Friday, thank God. Yeah. No idea how we got here. No idea how we got here, but we got here. Hey, we made it, man. We made it. I actually legit this week just kind of lost lost track of time. Lost track of everything. Not not just days, but just like time, like where I am in the universe. That happened at one point this week. It's not a good feeling. It's, it's not worth it. That's it. When you work for the man, if you have to trade off your concept of time and your your presence and being in the universe, then I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it anymore. It was an uncomfortable feeling, but we made it, bro. We made it. We made it. We made it. What are you drinking tonight? It's Friday. Hope something good. Yeah, I got some 12-year Arbolor Speyside Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, bro. And you know what? It's damn good. It's damn good. I'm probably going to overdo it because I'm a little upset with happenings you know, throughout the week. But also, there's some excitement in there, brother. We finally got ourselves a banger of a card. We got some nice plans to watch it, man. So, hey, hey cheers, man. Cheers. What are you drinking? Cheers. Um, I'm going Alchemist Focal Banger. So, um, ah, okay. Going down relatively smooth. Uh, I'm about to crack open a new one. So, one down. And if I have to crack up another one, uh, words are going to be slurred. And that's all I'll nah, say. Nah, nah, nah. You don't want to have too many of those, man. You pay the price. You pay dearly. Like, I even even two of those, that's yeah. too much for me. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. But today is a big day. You know why? Why is that? No. It's Friday. It's Friday. But this could potentially be the last Friday. You and I cannot bet on our phones. While oh, on their show. God. One week oh, away, my friends. One week away from mobile dude, sports betting being live. Is it is it really gonna happen? I'm sure they'll find a way for this not to happen, right? I think it's gonna happen. I got a little nervous. Apparently, uh Encore accepted a bet for a BC women's basketball and they got a little slap on the wrist because you're not allowed to do uh Massachusetts colleges if it's not a tournament. So they got a little slap on the wrist, I got a little nervous there. Oh really? But I am getting emails left and right about, you know, free bets. You know, you get this free $50 bet on on launch day. It goes away at that point. And I think there's too much money behind this thing for them to actually fuck it up. But we'll see. (laughs) We will see. I think you're right, man, because this this date or the month anyway has been out there for a while. So there's probably a fair bit of money that's riding on this thing launching on time. So, yeah. Uh, All right, man. Hey, wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, dude. That's huge. Last last potential weekend where we are uh, stuck going up to New Hampshire. Stuck going up to New Hampshire. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So not a lot to talk about. We'll recap uh, last week. We'll break down a highly anticipated fight card. Um, Hell yeah. One That'd of awesome. the gauntlet of fight cards. I actually think the couple of the next fight nights are actually really good, too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll break that down. Talk about your stats and, you know, get to a type of situation here. We do have a bit of business to discuss, though. Okay. Oh, we got we we got some shit going on, bro. We got some shit going on. So March Madness is officially two weeks away, right? This is yeah. this two weeks from now will be the Friday of March Madness. Um, we are currently looking at venues to watch March Madness. Now, I think the plan is, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to be at Encore Wednesday night for the MMA fight. That's great, correct? Yep. But then you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday are basically dedicated to March Madness with the exception of Saturday night will be probably dedicated to the UFC fight. UFC, correct. I have not locked down locations yet. We've talked about them. There's 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 yeah. there's, there's possibilities, yeah. but I'm going to start tagging these places because I need to understand 
reservation of seating. I am not going to fight for a seat at a bar. I want somewhere where I can sit, enjoy food and beer, and enjoy the games while betting on my phone and have a guaranteed view of multiple televisions. All day. All day. All day. All day. And I don't see I don't see how you could do it any other way. You're right. What are you going to do? Are you just going to stand in the sixth row of a bar looking at TVs, waiting 30 minutes to get a drink? Every, like, what, what other option is there? And you have to tell me because, as you know, JB, I am far from a March Madness vet. In fact, this will probably be the year that you get me into it. So I don't know how else you would do it, dude. But let me just tell you, it's all making sense. It's all making perfect sense. We got some options, man. We got some options. And uh, I must say, I'm I'm impressed with your ability to find not only backup options, but backups to the backup options. It's it's pretty damn impressive. So I will say, um, the Brook, you will find us in your location if March 10th does fall through and Massachusetts does not have their shit together because there's zero chance I'm not being able to gamble on March Madness. So yep. Um, the Brook is the backup. With all due respect to the Brook, I do would like to be in the city for this. Um, it is St. Patrick's Day. It's a fun little right. time in Boston. So, um. Main options for me are banners, and, you know, I understand potentially reservations are going to open up shortly, so we'll see if we can get something there. And uh, win bet, you know, we'll see. I think we're probably going to spend a good amount of time there as well. Um, other options, Tony C's in Seaport, Cask and Flagon in Fenway. There's a, there's a bunch of places, mm. but um, I'm just going to tag you guys. And listen, if, if you want to maybe let us host our live stream March Madness hey, there. Come we, on, come on. on. Why not? Why not? Let JB and Joey in through the back door. Come on. We'll be recording. We'll give you guys some exposure. Come on. I'll tell you, man. I forgot about Tony C's. That's a good spot as well. So Tony C's is great. Uh, The Seaport location is currently closed and like opening back up next week. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they remodeled it. I don't know what's going on, but it is going to be open for March Madness. So um, we'll see. I will say banners. If you're listening, I, I think you're the front runner currently. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. When bet sportsbook is a very close second, I would say, and then I think there's a drop off after that. I can be swayed. Yeah. So if people want to say anything to me, I, I can be swayed. But um, I was at Banners last night for the Bruins game, and I gotta tell you, yeah, uh, that TV setup is just too fucking good for March Madness, <laughs> dude. It's <laughs> awesome, man. It is legit. I mean, that is. It's not every you know day that you go into a bar. And it's not just, you know, how some bars will just be loaded with TVs and it's like, oh, look at all the TVs in this bar. But then there's a whole nother level of when it's sports book equivalent. And that's special. And that's what Banners is, man. So, I, I, I man, I'm pretty damn impressed. I love that you were out just last night scouting it out, making sure that it's right for us. But I think, JB, the win sports book, maybe we've been a little harsh on it. Maybe we've been a little too hard, uh, but I think in 24 hours, we should be able to give a, a fresh perspective. We should. We should, because that is where we are going to watch UFC tomorrow night. So Yes, uh, sir. 285 Sportsbook win on Court Casino. We will be there. We will be there for the prelims and the main card. We will not be there for the early prelims. I cannot get out of my house before that. So, um yeah. We don't need to be at the fucking casino for like nine hours either, you know? I think, no. I think and the so, prelims and main card are good enough, bro. And that's, you know, I'm not going to rant here, but that is a little bit of my concern with Wimbet. Ah, I lost my parlay. Oh, there's a blackjack table right there. Oh, there's a roulette table right, right there. Exactly. That's a little dangerous. You're, dude, you are silly if you think that that's not happening, man. <laughs> you can't just put all of these vices 
like in the same vicinity and expect us to not react emotionally to to troublesome situations you know yeah I, yeah I, I i mean the longer you are there the worse you're off so i, I think um we'll be there a good six hours prelims main card and i think that's good enough have to test the waters. We'll see, like, uh, for March Madness. But uh, we got some good options, my man. Plenty of options. Plenty that I haven't even listed here, but those are the, the main ones, I would say. So, um, yeah, yeah. all right. So, let's talk about last week. Um, so, <sighs> my boy, oh, Audi, God. the Jamaican cessation Osborne, beats yeah. your boy, Charles Johnson. Not my boy, dude. He's not my boy. He's the kind of fighter that, like, you know, you get a little bit, you, you get overly excited about him, and then he kind of shows who he is, and it's like, God damn it. That was a bad fight, man. It wasn't a good Terrible. fight. I Terrible wasn't fight. impressed with Osborne, and I was certainly not impressed with Charles Johnson, man. Just didn't know how to, like, enter. He had such, such weird offense in that. You know what? Just terrible. So it's one of those things where you – you don't like one guy. I didn't like Ode. And mm-hmm. you think that the other guy, Charles Johnson, is an up-and-coming guy. He would, yeah, easy money. And then um, you get your night ruined. You get your night ruined. And then I got you in my ear about my boy, my boy. <laughs> it was very difficult for me. So I don't yeah. want to fucking hear it. You're making sensation, bro. Um, then exactly – what I thought was going to happen happened. Uh, Augusto Sakai um, wins. <laughs> large, <laughs> yeah. large wager for me. Did did uh, help the damage that was done in February. Um, nice. But a snooze fest. One of the most boring fights I saw. Um, Sakai? All, yeah. I thought it was a terrible That's how fight. he fights. That's how he fights. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, while well, he won, he's not back. I will never bet him again. No, God, I will no, just no. bet against – I will bet everyone that is facing – don't tell me because he yeah. is that bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I mean, that's why we love this fight. Cause, I mean, because we knew who Sakai was. He's not an elite fighter by any means, but the dude is going to stay on the outside, pick you apart a bit, strike, leg kick, and win the decision. And they'll quick it. It was a chance that Dante Mays would come out with this new and improved version of himself and get a KO or something like that. But we, we saw that that did not happen. So I think you're right, man. When it's Sakai. Look, as as gamblers, these are the spots that you you wait for, and when you see it, you pull the trigger, max play. You're happy about it. You hit, fantastic. But it doesn't mean that Sakai's next fight, <laughs> we're gonna get all excited and back him again. You know what I mean? So it was a great spot for him. We took advantage of it. What more could you ask for? I uh, should have put more on it, but again, the way the fight went, uh, I'm glad I. I don't know. It was one of those things. Like like I Dale from Punchless kind of nailed it, right? Like. It's one of those things. I was so confident about it. I kind of backtracked a little bit. You know, could have bet a ten unit play, made it a five unit play. He wins. I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn it! I should have bet the ten units at the same time watching that fight. Like, dear God, I did not want that amount at risk with the way that fight was going. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, at least he didn't pile in with Charles Johnson. Fuck no, no, no. Stupid. But then, my boy, once again, Brendan, all in, Allen. With oh, the su- yeah. With the submission at shit, plus man. 900, yeah. bro. How about that shit, dude? Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. dude, we, we we knew he was a live dog. We knew it. Don't disrespect Brendan Allen. Uh, But I didn't see that coming. The guy, like, how did he put some goddamn respect on his name? Because everybody was on Moody's dick, including me. You know? Like, I mean, very impressive. Very impressive from Brendan Allen. It would be interesting to see where he goes from here. 
And Moniz is going to fall off after this. He was climbing fast. And my guess after that performance, getting subbed as a submission artist, mm-hmm. you're going to be in the middle of the pack, middle of the rankings for a while, maybe your whole career. That's maybe, maybe that's a bit harsh, but honestly, after that performance, that that's how I feel. No, I think you're right. Um, again, I think Brendan Allen dominated the fight. The fact to get the sub was a little luck, I think, right? Like, he did, he did get the sub. It was in round yeah. three, right? And it was only a three-round yeah. fight. Um, it was a little luck he got the sub. He did dominate the entire fight. So, if it, did, did, if it went to he decision, it was unanimous decision, Brendan Allen. Um, to your point, I think Munez is now going to drop. He'll be, what your favorite term is, potentially a gatekeeper. Yeah, that's right. right. He'll be, he'll be, exactly. He'll be ranked, yep. right? He'll be ranked, but he's not going. He's not going anywhere, man. That's what I think. And then, of course, because UFC puts on too many fights, uh, we got the canceled main event canceled. So, um, (laughs) dude, did you see? Did you see the uh, the interview with Ryan Span? Dude, he thinks it was a it was a press conference. No, no, but dude, no, no. I don't know if you saw this, man. He was all bent out of shape. He was on the verge of tears, if not crying. When they asked him, like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, dude, go back and look at this, because like. I kind of changed my opinion of this guy where I, I thought he was a complete clown, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I still do think that, but he changed camps. This is a guy in his last fight when he won in post-fight, uh, post-fight interview. He said, uh, oh, I don't run. I never trained for my fights. You know, maybe I should try, you know, bullshit, clown shit. Right. But I think so. He changed camps. He's getting serious. And when they asked him how he felt about the fight getting called, bro, the first thing he was saying is, look, my guy, my camp, my team, you know, this wasn't about the fight. This is about me training to be a champion. I uh, just wanted to show these guys, you know, what I've learned and how. So the guy is fully committed, apparently, to his to his new camp, his new team. Like, I don't know. He could be dangerous, bro. He, I, I think the way that he took that, breaking down almost in tears when the fight got canceled, I think he's a change dude, man. Watch out. This guy's coming back with a vengeance, I think. You might be right. I'm going to pass on it. I think he's an asshole still. <laughs> All right. Look, I, I was on that train, JB. I was on that train, but I don't know. Get a grown man crying. There's something going on in there. And last thing I'll say well, about the UFC fight, at least, um, I don't want to hear Dominic Cruz in the mic anymore. I really don't. What did he say? I mean, I agree. No, I just think he's, I I, he's not good, and I don't think DC is good either. I think it should be Bisping, Anakin, Rogan. Yeah, for sure. That's the dream team. That's yeah. the A team. That yeah. is the A team. Dominic Cruz is um, – he's got this – so, you know, much respect to what he's done in his career. He's way past his prime, but he's not doing it. I'm like, the guy might as well – you know, I don't want to see him fight. I don't think anyone wants to see him fight again. But he's got this kind of arrogance to him when he's comment, you know, when he's, when he's on the mic, like when he's calling fights. He's got this kind of uh, I-know-it-all thing that I'm not into. Because he's not a very likable guy. His style of fighting is also not very likable. It's very awkward, right? So I just I, – I don't – yeah, I don't enjoy listening to Cruz at all. DC is, is a clown, but I think he knows he's a clown. So occasionally he can be funny. Mm-hmm. Occasionally. Do I want to hear that? Not always. And that's why, for me, he's a B-teamer. But, yeah, Rogan, Anik, Bisping. They gotta get the A team out there, one of these pay per views, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, 
think that's it. What, oh, no, goalie goal. I didn't talk about what this. What do you got? What, what is this? Oh, yeah. Sick, Linus dude. Minus right? Omar with the goalie goal. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Dude, he's, he's, he saw it. He had the plan the whole fucking time. And by the time he planted the skates and put his, like, hips into the shot, it was too late. He had maybe three defenders that realized way too late what he was doing, and they tried to block mm-hmm. it. But I tell you, once that puck got elevated, Elevation. It was over, bro. It was over. Oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, I think last. When's, when's, the, when's the last time you saw a goalie, you know, giving the daps in the uh, assembly line? Oh, that was fantastic. Like, that's the fantastic. whole bench giving daps. To everyone have to score a goal, dude. That was awesome. It was fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, I think the last thing I'll say is a little roller coaster start to the year here with uh, unit wise yeah. here. So, yeah. Um, yeah, starting to make a little climb back, starting to undo some damage I did in January and February, and I'm very confident in March, and I have nothing to be confident about based off my January and February skills. But I'm very confident about March, so I think we're I think we're turn this thing around here. I'm very nervous. I know we love to stay positive. I know we love to stay positive. I'm extremely nervous about March. Let me tell you why. You come. Uh, I'm coming off a uh, what a minus seven unit month. That being in Feb, uh, I think I had a seven unit plus seven unit or something like that month in Jan. I think I'm minus a, a unit. We'll get to the slide, but I'm, I'm minus a unit or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But heading in March, here's my situation, right? I have been sucking with UFC. Like I'm going to throw it out there, man. I have just not been getting it right with UFC. Now this is a great card we got going on tomorrow. It's the first time that I've seen a UFC pay-per-view card where I have had easy access to placing bets. Now, we won't be able to live bet, right? Because it's a sports book. They got the kiosks. But I'm pretty sure those kiosks do not entertain live mid-fight bets. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I'm guessing they don't, right? Mm-hmm. So we won't be able to live bet. However, it's going to be damn tempting, man. We're going to be betting on every fight. We will. The environment, the atmosphere... Our first visit to a legal sports book in Massachusetts, reserved seats, beers are flowing. Dude, I can see it, man. It's got disaster written all over it, and I feel like my emotions will get the best of me. I'm nervous. And then after that, we cruise right into March Madness. Not going to lie, I haven't been one of those guys that's been super psyched about March Madness. Haven't been that guy. Nobody's ever really gotten me into it. I'm the biggest basketball fan. You know that. So here I am jumping into a, a four-day gambling event in unfamiliar territory. I'm very nervous about this, JB. Very nervous. Um, I hear you. My counterpoint to that is we now have the ability to analyze bets and sit down and say, what do we actually want to bet? Not do the, okay, let me scribble down all my bets on a piece of paper, get in the car, yeah. drive to fucking New Hampshire, sit in the I parking lot, it. Dude, I place it, it place the bet, the odds change, you're like, oh, well, I want exactly. to do this horrible. as well. Yeah. And then you're yeah. sitting there and you're like, okay, people are judging me because I'm sitting in my parking lot clearly placing bets. <laughs> I'm not even going into the grocery store that I'm parked at. People know I'm a scumbag doing this. So right. you take right. all that out of it. Now we can sit here. Sure. I can go to your house and say, let's analyze this. Let's place some bets. Let's yeah. All right. Make this a nice, I'm, calm, and relaxing yeah. process. I'm sold, man. It's all about the vibes. That's what you're saying. It's all about the vibes immediately before, during, and after you place that bet. I, you know what? You couldn't have put that better. Because when you talk about the vibes before you place the bet, like you said, in the market basket parking lot, I feel like a degenerate as families are bringing their groceries in. And I'm just trying to fire up bets with the shitty cell signal. Terrible yep. vibe. During. <laughs> 
because of the shitty sell signal, it fails three times in a row, and then I got to place it again. And sometimes you double place it without even knowing. So during oh, the vibes the are horrible. And then after, like you said, I got to drive back to Massachusetts. The lines are changing in a way that does not favor my initial bet, and you feel guilty about the whole thing. So you know what? You just talked me out of a out of a rut, man. You talked me out of a bad, bad vibe going into March. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I think things are looking up. I think things are looking up, man. They are. So let's let's start that off with this UFC fight card. All right. Highly anticipated John Jones' oh, return. Yeah. Um, going to be awesome. But before we can get to that, we got to go through some prelims. And I don't think we're going to have a take on all these fights. But I will start by kicking it over to you, my friend. All right. So, yeah. the uh, So we got the early prelims going on here. And I think they, they cruise into the prelims. Uh, I'm pretty sure here. But we'll start at the top with Loic Razabov versus Esteban Rebovix. I'm not sure if I pronounced either of those names correctly. <laughs> you did it very confidently. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I got I to gotta throw it out there. I'm pretty sure both were butchered. Um, so Esteban, fresh off the Contender Series. Uh, the last card, the last event was Contender Series Mania. Nickname is Gringo. All right, so watch out. The dude's 11-0, right? So he's never lost. That's for what it's worth, right? But we'll see how he does against Jaguar Paw. That's Loic's uh, nickname. He's from Tazakhstan, right? So, I, I, you know, again, he hasn't fought in the UFC. Record is 16-4. He's lost by four decisions. So, do you take the undefeated Argentinian in Esteban? I'm saying, yeah. He's he's a 26-year-old. He's younger. Uh, if I were to take a straight-up pick, why not take the dog money on the first fight of the night? Why not take that plus 205? That's my pick. Not betting it. Yeah, this is a pass for me. I'm not going to say that I have a take on the fighters. This is a straight-up pass. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, move to the next one. So we get Fareed Bajarad first. Damon Damonster Blackshear. For me... So I, I'm I'm a Demon guy. I'm a Demon guy, and I think to to get a draw against Yusuf Zalal in your first fight in the UFC, that shows that you belong. It does, you know. That's what he showed me. So yeah, Fareed Basharat, who has not fought in the UFC, he's supposed to be a big name. I don't know, bro. Minus four fifty. Is that what I'm seeing down there? Mm-hmm. Minus four fifty. Yep. Now. I'm not going to say put some goddamn respect on the monster Blackshear's name because I don't I don't know if he's necessarily earned that kind of comment from me yet. However, it's disrespectful. Bro. It's disrespectful, JB. And if you want a dog shot at Blackshear plus 360, I can't blame you for that. The thing is, do you get cute? Do you get cute and say, hey, Damon Blackshear, there's a chance he catches a sub in this. I don't know what the odds would be on that, JB. I do not. That's why maybe it's best to say, DeMond Blackshear, take him straight up at plus 360 because the price is right, as Bob Barker would say. But I don't know. That's that's my take. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to say, if you think Farid is a parlay piece, be very concerned. I think DeMond yeah. can ruin your parlay pretty early in the night here. I know that's not a hot take. That's basically what every fucking person is saying. But I will back it. Um, DeMond can go in and get absolutely worked, and that's fine. And he should if his opponent is a minus 450 favorite. Um, might be a sprinkle piece on DeMond at the plus 360. The sub is plus 1,100. 
So Ooh. that's a sprinkle piece. That is a sprinkle piece for me. Could be. Could be. Yes. Yeah. This, uh, this could be a nice dog upset, brother. Could be. All right. Let's move it on. Next up, Jessica Penny Pasta versus Tabitha Baby Shark. Richie. I do like Tabitha Richie, man. She's a good fighter. I, I mean, for her weight class, she's good. I don't know what the whole Baby Shark thing is, man. I really don't understand that. But um, I think she wins this fight. Should it be minus 300? I don't think Jessica Penny is a bum. I don't. Um, you know, but this is not something that I'm going to get involved in from a betting standpoint. Maybe if I, if you had a gun to my head, I would say, okay, take me, give me Tabitha Richie by decision. Uh, if I had to, that would be my bet. Um, but yeah, certainly not betting on that. I think Jessica Penny, man, she's, she started all right, but I mean, it's almost like once she got into the UFC, she was Invicta. And once she got into the UFC, she really just started losing a lot of fights. So she's had how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven fights. This is her eighth fight in the UFC. And out of the seven that she's fought already, she's lost four. So not not great. Meanwhile, Tabitha Ritchie, she's she's on a tear, man. She's only lost to Manon Farrell, which is, you know, she's damn good. So take, give me Tabitha Ritchie by decision. That's going to be my pick. But. Not been that. No way. So by decision, we'll get you down to minus 150. So you help the odds a little bit there, but still, yeah, it's a still lot to lay, great. in my opinion. It is, man. Um, it is. I have a problem backing someone with a nickname Baby Shark, so <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to take Penny straight up. I'm going to do a little sprinkle here. Um, I don't know if you remember this. I bet Jessica Penny to win by submission against Carolina Kowalczyk, who I know is terrible. Um, yeah. I like her though. She's not good though. You're right. She's not. Good. But it hit. She, you know, she won by sub on that, and that was also when it was Lewis versus Khan. So you know, I have that whole uh, thing. If I hit a bet, and then the same fighter is in the headline, you know, sprinkle. So I'm gonna do uh, Jessica Penny by sub at plus a thousand. A little sprinkle piece. A little sprinkle piece. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Why not? She's got a good amount of subs, bro. She's yeah. she's got some subs under her belt. So I don't I don't hate that. I just you know. Best of it's luck, a sprinkle. DJ, it's a sprinkle. It's a sprinkle. I want a little sprinkle. Little sprinkle. Next up, we got Mana Martinez versus Cameron Salmon. I think this is um, Cameron Salmon. He, he is uh, a young buck, bro. Twenty-two years old, and made his UFC debut his last fight, and he got a nice KO. It was uh, round three to the end of the fight. I think um, at twenty-two, man. I'm usually not backing guys like this. You're just too young. You need more time in the octagon. But the, see, the thing is here, I don't think Martinez has anything to offer, man. I just don't. He's been in the UFC only three fights. He His wins are against a 40-plus-year-old Guido Canetti and Brendan Davis split decision win. Not It doesn't do it for me, man. It doesn't do it for me. So this is one of those times where I'm going to say, all right, Cameron, you're 22 years old. You need a lot more time in the octagon. But I think the UFC is setting them up for some wins, man. I think that's what they're doing. And I think Martinez is going to take the L. Question is, how? You know, Cameron's got five knockouts. His first fight in the UFC was a KO. He came off the contender series with a KO. Does he go against Martinez? Uh, it's a situation where I wouldn't be that cute. He's never been knocked out before. So why would you pick it here? You know, do I have the confidence to take Cameron Martinez at minus 260? Probably not. Minus one fifty is more like it, but I'd stay away from this, JP. I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I do think Cameron wins the fight. I think he probably wins it inside the distance, but to your point, Mana never being knocked out is a concern. Um, I think Cameron's a parlay piece for me, so I'm not going to do anything straight up with him, but yeah. I think he is a parlay piece. Yeah, not bad. I like that. I like that. All right, we'll move on. Look at this line, Jesus Christ. Minus 730 for a fighter on the early prelims. Um, however, it's the wrong fighter there. Ian Mach- Machado? That can't be his. Is that his middle name? It can't be. So there's a story about this where he took his, I don't know. I Just oh, go, wow, I'll say. This... I didn't know this. Yeah, no, go listen to Punch List. So there's some story about he took the name of his wife's ex-husband. Wife's ex-husband. What the fuck? So he would have a similar name to her kids. So he legally changed his middle name, I believe, to his ex, his wife's. I I, I don't know. Just fucking. Yeah. There's some fucked up story Got here, it. but that is that is his real name. Wow! I just googled it, man. You're right. Uh, I didn't know that. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess you know credit because it's for the kids and it makes them more comfortable and all that. Fine, but like, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Anyway. Minus seven thirty. <laughs> what? <laughs> Minus seven thirty for Ian Gary? Why? Why? Because he won a couple decisions <laughs> against Game Green and Darian Weeks. He's minus seven thirty. Uh seven thirty. I don't get it, JV. I'm sorry, but I mean, look, lines are very often controlled and moved by hype. A lot of hype around this. And it's not that I don't like him or anything. I think he's definitely shows he shows some promise. But as a 25 year old, I think he's still got two, three more years until he deserves a minus 730 line, dude. But then again, all right, let's look at the competition. So you know, Keenan Song, I, he got knocked out by Max Griffin. He's been in the UFC for a minute, bro. He's been in the UFC since 2017. All right, that's a lot more UFC time than Ian Gary, you know. Um, not that he's beaten big names or anything like that, but I don't know. He, look at it this way. He didn't get finished by Alex Morono. I like Alex Morono a lot. Uh, he did lose by decision. And, you know, it's not like he's he's dropping every fight that he has. So, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna if if it's gonna be on the feet and if it's gonna be a striking matchup, that's probably where the minus seven thirty comes in. Ian Gary is just too technical of a striker of a boxer, I think. And I, I just don't think this is the opponent that derails the hype train. And I guess that's why the line is what it is. But how do you not get tempted to take a little sprinkle on song here, man? Especially by KO. I mean, or you could just say by finish. Is there a chance he catches him in a sub, you know? He's got nine KOs and eight subs in his career. So the guy has some finishes. Not a whole lot in the UFC, but <sighs> I don't know, JB. This is you stay the fuck away from this. Like, what are you gonna do with this besides sprinkle on song? Like, what would you do? No, it, it's a pass for me. So I think song does suck. Um, I think this is the UFC's, you know, let's Gary's the future. They had videos of him and McGregor backstage. McGregor was there for the weigh-ins and the oh, fucking ceremony really? and stuff. McGregor's going to be at this UFC pay-per-view to pump up the whole, you know, ultimate All fighter right. that he's part oh, of. Okay. This okay. is this has let's pump this guy's tires, give him someone that he should beat. 
at minus 730. I'm not touching it at plus 530. I do think Song is that bad. Hopefully I'm wrong and I see Gary get punched in the face and knocked out. Um, yeah. But just something doesn't sit right with me here. Not even a parlay piece. So this is a pass for me. But just to close the loop on the whole name change, I just finished. I was Googling while you were talking. Um, so he is married to a person named Layla who had a son with the last name Machado. He, because they are now expecting a son, he adopted mm. the name Machado. So everyone had a similar name. He didn't want any kid to feel left out. Still don't know how I feel about it. Um, an I... Irish game with the name Machado is just weird to me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always my first reaction. I'm like, dude, you screwed up on the uh, the teleprompter uh, scrolling thing, man, Machado. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But dude, I didn't know that McGregor was gonna be there and that whole thing. So I guess the line makes a little more sense. UFC is gonna have a blast with that. Oh yeah, they're gonna pump up the Ultimate Fighter in this pay per view. All right, all right. So we're on the prelims, I believe, at this point. We are. So we got Julian Marquez coming in at plus 130 against Marc-Andre Burial. And I usually, as you know, am not getting excited about Canadian fighters these days. I'm usually not. So Marc-Andre Burial, I, I, he got destroyed by Fluffy Hernandez his last fight. And Anthony Hernandez looked damn good. He looked really good. So I don't know. Is it that Hernandez looked that good and maybe Marc-Andre comes back here with the win? For me, when you look at Julian Marquez, every time I see this guy, I just think of him calling out Miley Cyrus and shooting his shot and trying to get in with her. I don't know if you remember that, man. It was, yeah. it was early in his UFC career. It was it was, was kind of weird. It's kind of weird to watch. Um, so, you know, when you take stuff like that, I question how serious he is about the sport, about fighting, about making it, you know. And when you look at his last fight when he got destroyed – by my former boy, RoboCop Gregory Rodriguez. I can't. And I just don't know if he's my boy. After getting knocked out by a jab, his last fight. I just don't know. I just don't know, JB. But that's what happened, and I can't unsee it. So if you want to make the best of Julian Marquez's fights, you're looking at like Sam Alvey. You're looking at Coconut Bombs and Maki Patolo, and like these are not high level fighters, right? But neither is Mark Andre, man. That's why I think the line's about right with Mark Andre as a slight favorite. I'm not convinced that Marquez is a real fighter. I'm not. Uh, um, this is something I'm going to leave alone. Jay. I'd say if anything, you take the dog in this situation in Marquez, if anything. But um, there's a slight chance I do that. There's a slight chance I take that straight up. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to have at least – four or five beers in me to place that bet. And since this is the first fight in the prelims, we're just going to be getting to the casino. I don't know if I can hit that four or five beer count. I'll probably be at two, maybe three, which means I'm probably just going to leave this alone, man. What do you think? I want to do that, um, but I'm not. So <laughs> Mark Andre is going to be a parlay piece for me. I think the odds really? are right. minus 150. He should win this fight. I think Marquez is not good against your opponent. Your point, okay, he lost to Robocop. That's when Robocop looked like he was dominant. But everything else on his record is just garbage, in my, my opinion. Um, this is kind of do or die for Marc Andre, is it not? Like, he gets a loss here. Yeah. We're probably talking no more about Marc yeah. Andre. Um, yeah, probably. Probably. So he's going to be a parlay piece. And I'm also going to take him by KO, um, only because most, mm. most of his fights come by KO. 
And I just had that line, and it went somewhere. Hang on. Mark andre by KO. Yeah, plus 215. So not super juicy, but I think I might, you know, that might be a unit play for me. I'm, I'm pretty pretty confident here about Mark andre I shouldn't, but I am. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because the whole time I was wondering what you see in him to parlay him. The one thing that I do agree with is he can't afford this L. He no. cannot afford this L. Um, all right. I don't I don't hate it. Don't like it. But best of luck, JB. Best of luck. We'll see how many beers I get. Maybe this will end up being a shoey bet. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got Vivi Arujo versus Amanda the cutest girl in the world, Hebas. I always used to say Rebas, but you don't pronounce that that R, I guess. Um, you know, I I used to be a big man Rebas fan, uh, especially when she was coming up. Um, but I think the more that I see her fight, man, the more that I realize that she's tough. She's got all kinds of energy. She's got that dog in her. There's a lot of things to like about watching her fight. But the more I see a fight, I realize she's not super skilled, in my opinion. She's not a specialist in in, in any area. Yeah, she's 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 got good ground game, right? But her opponent, Vivia Rujo, actually is a specialist on the ground. Her jujitsu is fucking filthy, and she's looked really good, man. Her last couple fights, uh, I, I think. So when I see, you know, Vivia as a dog, like, well, first of all, I'll talk about her last couple fights. We'll talk about. Alexa Grasso, because she did lose by decision against Alexa. We'll talk about what I think of Alexa later. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think Vivi is a live dog in the situation, not because she's amazing. In fact, she's 36, and she's probably towards the tail end of her career. But I think I have lost faith in Amanda Ribas because when she was coming up, I thought she was the real deal. Then she started fighting talent like Marina Rodriguez, Chikajian, and she just, you know, she's losing. So I really, I'm probably not going to bet on this fight. I'm probably not, right? If I were to bet on it, I think I'd pick Arujo. Um, but I'm, st- I'm, st- it's a super low confident pick. And uh, I can't bet on this, man. I can't bet on this. What do you think? Ah, Amanda Rebus. Parlay piece. You confident? Parlay piece. Put it in the parlay. Um, not going to get cute with it at all. I don't disagree with anything you said. I think this is probably closer to a pick'em fight. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep on that Rebus train. I mean, they both lost to Kagian, who I don't think very highly of. So I'm not a huge fan of that. I am curious in your Grasso take when we talk about her. Um, I just, it's more so. I don't think the UFC is building anything around Vivian. I think they want Rebus to succeed. And that's when I get a little bit more, well, who does the UFC want to win this fight? Yeah. If it goes to decision, who does the UFC want to win this fight? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not seeing corruption, but I'm not, not saying there's corruption. Uh, Uh, You just talk, you just talk, I'm telling you, you just talked me out of it. You just swayed me very quickly, JB, very quickly. So well done. I don't know about parlay. I don't know about a parlay piece, brother, but come on. Well done. Confidence, bro. <laughs> Next up, we got, oh, this is going to be a good one. Plus 195 in Derek Brunson versus Drikus Duplessis at minus 230. Oh, this is going to be a good one, man. I'm excited for this. Um, my initial gut reaction, my initial gut, 
is Drikas is not ready. That's really? My initial re- that's really? My initial no, hold on, hold on. Hear me out, bro. Hear me out. When you see Drikas fight, uh, you know, he, he, he definitely needs to smooth out some aspects of his game, in my opinion. I mean, the dude throws bombs, but I by no means is this guy a technical striker. By no means. Like, especially when he gets tired, he is just throwing. Now, he's got a lot of submissions under his belt, which, which you know, 10 actually in his career. More subs than KOs Drikas has. However, I don't know if Drikas is... <sighs> Is it, I don't know if Drikas is ready to fight at the level that Derek Brunson has been fighting at for quite some time consistently for the past, you know, five, six years. You know, looking at the his past five, six years, Yoda Machida, Jacare Souza, Israel Adesanya, uh, Edmund Shabazian, nah. Kevin Holland, Darren Till, Jerry Cannonier. These are all names, man. These are these are legit opponents, right? And he's won most of those fights. Drikas, you know, he beat Darren Till, but I don't think Darren Till is going to fight in the UFC again. Nor he got released. You I saw think. that, right? He got released. Oh, he uh, yeah, he asked for it, didn't he? Yeah, and they, yeah. They allegedly, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's probably uh, a, a win-win. <laughs> that's a win-win for the UFC and for Till. He was exciting, Darren Till, to watch come up, and I think we all kind of were rooting for him. He's a funny guy, but sorry. He's not that guy, right? So if you take Darren Till off the table, who's Drikas beat? He won a nice decision against Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares is not a bum, all right? But that's what I'm saying. Brad Tavares is also, he's not high level. He's not elite, and he's not the caliber of opponents that Derek Brunson's been fighting and beating his whole career. So it comes down to, JB, for me, Derek Brunson is old, man. He's almost 40 years old. He's 39. You got a decade between these two guys. Drikas is 29 and coming up, right, with some serious momentum. The more I think about it, bro, the more I think about it, Derek Brunson is not going to strike with this motherfucker. He's not. He's not, right? It's not going to happen. So does he have, does Drikas have the wrestling chops in the ground game to hold off Brunson? Because that's what, that is his only path to victory here. And you know what? I think he does. I think he does, man. And I think in this situation, it's the textbook. The younger fighter is going to find a way to outdog him and come out on top. So I switched. I switched, brother. At, when I see Brunson at plus 195 against a guy who has not fought the competition that Brunson has fought, I got excited initially, but I'm on the Drikas side, man, and I'm on Drikas by KO. I have not looked at that line lately, JB, but I do like it, and I think that is going to be a straight bet for me and maybe mix Drikas actually into a parlay. So uh, Drikas by KO is plus 120, so it does help you with the line. Nah, um, it's not great, though. No. So I agree with everything you said. Um, if this was Derek Brunson – Five years ago, I probably would stay away from this fight and just try to enjoy it. Um, yep. It's Brunson's age, and I think Brunson has great takedown defense, but his age concerns me. And sure. I think Drikas is just going to have the cardio. He's going to have more significant strikes per minute, and I think he's going to just you know, beat him up. And does he get the KO? I don't know, but I think he gets the win. So Drikas is a parlay piece. I might join you on the KO as a side bet. Um, yeah, a little but- something. Drikas is going to be as part of the parlay for me. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's wise. You know what got me nervous when Brunson just took took down Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland super lethal on the feet, but Brunson mm-hmm. took him down and just held him down the whole time. I think mm-hmm. that etched in my brain that this guy can take you down and he can hold you there. But I think Drakus is not Kevin Holland when it comes to being on the ground submissions and the whole thing. So yeah. Let's ride with Drakus, brother. Not look back. Let's not overcomplicate things here. You feel really good about the KO? Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel good enough to take a straight bet for a unit on that. I do. I do. Because because Drakus, dude, the guys, he throws, man. He throws. And Brunson on the feet is ugly stuff. That's my opinion. He doesn't belong on the feet, man. And I think the fight <laughs> it not only starts on the feet, but I, I'm not so sure that Drikas is. I think Drikas, Jesus Christ, like if you're training this guy to fight Brunson, just prevent the takedown. Prevent mm-hmm. the takedown. Just be aware of the takedown because Brunson is not going to pose a threat on the feet. You know what I mean? And for that reason, I think Drikas is uh, – he's going to unload. And at 39 years old, Brunson can only take so much of that. He's not known to be a super tough guy in these stand-up fights. So – I'll throw a unit straight up on that. I, I, I'm confident, not super confident, but confident enough to do it. All right. I like it. I like it. Oh, man. I don't know what to say about this, JB. We got Cody, <laughs> Cody, no love, Gavret at, at only 31 years of age, man. It feels like he should be 38 at least. But Gavret going against Trevin Five Star Jones and, um, I honestly don't know what to say about this. I truly don't. I think there are guys that peak early. That is Cody. Okay. And uh, what's been happening to Cody lately is just tough to watch. There's no other way around it. I don't enjoy watching it. I really don't. When you're a fighter like Cody Garbrandt and you get your reputation for being a badass, badass fighter at 135, getting knockouts, you and your neck tattoos, like you're a badass motherfucker, right? And then you look at his last, like, five fights. He's Well, he's lost five of his last six, for fuck's sake. Five of his last six, and four of those five losses were by KO. You lose it. You lose the whole thing. The whole thing falls apart. I'm not buying it anymore, you know? But here we have his opponent at Trevin Giles. It's like, why would I be confident that Trevin Giles is going to do anything? Another guy, his last five fights, he's lost three. Trevin, and those three Trevin, are Trevin Jones. Three Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones. Oh, did I say Giles? Yes. Uh, Giles. Yes. Giles would destroy Cody Garber. Yes. Trevin yes. Giles would destroy Cody. Trevin Five Star Jones. And I just don't. He's he's not that guy. It comes down to it. You got two guys who are on brutal losing streaks. You know, and I just I'm not going to get involved in this, man. Part of me wants to say, hey, give a run at Cody. Come on, for all time's sake. But that's not what you do usually when you're betting in UFC. This isn't fucking Cinderella, man. There are not happy stories and fairy tales about your favorite fighters and how they end their careers. It's always quite the opposite, right? So if anything, why not take a stab at Trevin Jones at plus 150? Why not? Well, the reason is because I think both these guys suck. That's it. Completely agree with you. Um, I may. This is one where we may need to have a conversation when we're at Encore tomorrow because I really, really, really want to bet on Trevin Jones. And yeah, it shows. I can, okay. It's, it's, 
I don't. I shouldn't because there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason for me to right. Like, it's I like I don't think Cody is good, but Trevin is not good either. So why would I be like, right. well, one fighter is good and one's not? Um, right. it's just something about that. I feel like this is the end for Cody. Like, I feel like Trevin yeah. could beat him, and then Cody yeah. is just gone, gone Could forever. Yep. Um, I just, <sighs> I, I may. Dude, I, I like how you say, let's talk about it at Encore when you know we're both going to be like eight beers deep at this point. Oh. And clearly going to go against Cody. I love your strategy. Yes, it's, it's going to be, <laughs> it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. So <laughs> let's just uh, pass on this one because there's going to be an interesting take, I think live uh there and we'll yeah. see what we'll see what we do <laughs> fair enough all right did we make it to the main card man this is a banger of a main card prelims are great main cards great it's nice to have a fucking card like this man really especially after the last two weeks so kicking off the main card we got plus 1000 jamie pickett Going against Bo Nickel and minus eighteen hundred for fuck's sake, JB. I haven't I haven't checked this in a long time. Can you look up uh, Bo Nickel by sub? Because if you're going to get involved in this, of course you go one of two ways, right? For me, I am a believer in Bo Nickel. I am. I am. So when I look at this fight, I say, yeah, Bo's going to get him to the ground. He is going to do some work, probably quickly. Uh, and submit Jamie Pickett. That's that's what I think. That's my pick. The question is, do I have to take this now in a specific round to get some goddamn money out of it? That's the question. I don't know. Do you have the uh, the line on that, JB? Bone nickel by sub is minus 165. I love it. I love it. I actually really, really like it. Why Jamie Pickett has been subbed three times against people that are less lethal than Bo Nickel when it comes to getting your ass on the mat. I promise you that. So, I, I, I honestly, man, I love that. Bo Nickel by sub, uh, I like it. In terms of a straight bet, maybe I think so. But uh, I just don't see – maybe. I, I don't know if you disagree here, JB, but do you get excited by a Jamie Pickett knockout in this situation. Are, are you on that side? I tried to be, but I can't. I can't do it. Um, <sighs> it's going to be a sprinkle. It's going <laughs> to be a sprinkle. Thought, you thought about me. it. Oh, okay. It's going to be like plus 1,600 Jamie Pickett by yeah, KO. I like, I, I'm sorry. Like, put 0.1 units on it and see if, like, this guy shocks the world. Hey, Bo well, Nichols... hey, hey can, I, can, I, can I ask you something, though? Yeah. If, if Moneyline straight up Pickett is plus a thousand is that not good enough no because if it, the longer it, the only way jamie pickett's gonna win is by ko if he catches bo nickel going for a takedown and just happens to catch him right there's no like if bo nickel takes him to the ground it's gonna be bo nickel by decision there's zero chance jamie pickett wins by decision all right do you think enough. jamie pickett's gonna win by sub against no, bo certainly nickel not. Cer- cer- no. certainly not what i was thinking is possibly possibly he defends the takedown and keeps no. it on the feet. I'll strike some wins the decision. Possibly. It could, could be. And I might sprinkle, you know, just the plus 1,000. Um, so to put things in perspective, Jamie Pickett by KO is plus 1,600. Jamie Pickett by sub is plus 4,000. Jamie no, Pickett no, by no, decision no. is plus 2,500. So Vegas yeah, thinks that Pickett's going to win. It's going to be by KO, and I don't disagree with that. Bo yep. Nickel's going to win. He's going to probably sub him in round one. That got to look at that and see actually what that actually right. might be for a parlay. Bo Nickel yep. by sub in round one is minus 105. So, <laughs> you know, that's probably what's going to happen. I just, this guy, 
one on a contender series. I get he's an NCAA all-star and absolutely dominated at Penn State. I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dana White contender series guy with one UFC fight win? No, two. Well, UFC won twice on Dana White contender series. So if you want to call it two Dana White contender series wins, two UFCs. Minus 1,800 on on his first pay-per-view. This has oh, disaster yeah. written on all over it. This has this has some asshole putting so much money down to win so yeah. little and just blowing up in their face. I totally agree with you. Yeah, the line is out of control. So perhaps uh, Bo Nickel by round one sub. Yeah, ridiculous that that's not even plus money. So I think I think I heard you say that Nickel by sub is minus one fifty or something like that. Minus, minus one sixty five, yeah. Yep. It's one sixty five. Screw the rounds, man. Just take them by sub. And that's probably what I'm gonna I'm gonna end up doing here. Uh, another sprinkle piece, uh Jamie Pickett by KO round three plus sixty five hundred. Just saying. Just saying. So the chance they make it to round three, bro. With round one KO, I'd be interested, man. When Jamie Pickett's fresh, he's got all that muscle going, dude. Throws a nice uppercut when Bo Nichols coming in for the shot. What do, what do you think that's at? Plus 2,500. Hey, hey, hey. We want to talk sprinkles, bro. Maybe. All right, let's move in. Bo Nickel's going to win by subbing. Bo Nickel's going to win by round one sub. We'll be nine to ten beers, maybe double-digit beers deep, brother. Maybe a Jamie Pickett round one KO comes out. Yeah, or then Bo Nickel's going to win in the first fucking three seconds by sub. We're like, yep, we knew that was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's going to happen. Yeah. So here we go. This is a banger of a fight, man. Mateus Gamrot. Minus two fifteen going against Jalen the Tarantula Turner plus one eighty five. I am a Jalen Turner guy. I am, and when I see him at plus one eighty five, bro, I took him two weeks ago. Uh, I think he was like plus one fifty or one fifty five, and I took him at that, and I still liked it. So when I see him at plus one eighty five, I just think the dude is that lethal. I think he's that dangerous, man. Jesus Christ, 6'3". He's 6'3", for fuck's sake. I saw these guys square off. Significant height advantage. Uh, the guy's got some serious reach. He's dangerous with knockouts. He's dangerous with submissions, dude. I love Jalen Turner, man. Now, Gamrod is a good fighter, no doubt. He, he is. He's not a bum by any means. The uh, the fight against Amon Sarukian was awesome, and that's, I think, where he displayed like his true athleticism. The dude is... A gamer. It's his nickname, man. And I like him. But I'm a Jalen Turner guy. I am a Jalen Turner guy. When I see him at this price, I'm going to back him. I'm going to back him by finish. Uh, I checked it. I think it was plus two something, JB. It was plus two something. When I looked at it, I said it's not juicy enough. So I'm not going to get cute. Plus 185. I think a unit is calling in that situation. And I'm going to roll the dice, brother. I'm going to roll the dice. Give me Jalen Turner straight up money line, plus 185. I love it. Uh, yeah. When you said take him uh, by finish, I was like, please, please, please don't do that. So it's plus 275 for Turner inside the distance. Um, that's not juicy enough because Gamrot really hasn't lost. He's never right? So, He's like, never I – but I do like Turner here in this spot. I think Turner's the better fighter. Um, I am with you on being a Jalen Turner guy. I've nice. always bet him, and he has been one of my profitable fighters in UFC. So I'm going to stick with him. Um, I think he probably can KO Gamrot, but again, that's him by KO is plus 400. I'm just going to take the plus 185 oh. and take it because I think it's going to be a unit or two to play for me at plus 185. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. We're on the same page there. Let's not get cute. All right. Moving on, we got Jeff Neal at plus 390 against Shavkat Rachmanov. 
I think he's the real deal, JB Shavkat. I mean, he has shown every reason to back him. The finishes just keep on coming. And um, I understand uh, he has not been fighting super talented, super elite folks his whole career. I understand that. Um, Jeff Neal missed weight by what, four pounds? It was not a small miss. What the fuck is that, man? Yeah. What is that? What kind of camp did you have, Jeff mm-hmm. Neal? As good as he looked against Luque, I recall he ruined both of our nights mm-hmm. when he destroyed Vicente Luque's last fight. He looked damn good. Yep. But I'll tell you what. Is that the Jeff Neal that's coming into this fight four pounds overweight? Uh, sacrificing 30% of his purse, of his winnings? But like, what the fuck kind of camp is that? Not even close. And, I, you know, if if you have any flags coming into a fight against a guy like Shafkat, the way that he's been looking, nah, I can't get behind you, man. I can't. No way. So Shafkat at minus 490, what are you really going to do with that? Straight up, not a chance. If you go by finish, I don't know. Jeff Neal is normally not a guy that gets finished normally, right? <sighs> gonna leave it alone i got nothing sometimes you just gotta walk away jb this is one of those times i think that's what i'm gonna do um shavgrat by finish is minus 135 and i don't love that because to your point jeff neal he's not a slouch and i get the weight and but i just yeah this is gonna be one i kind of just want to watch the fight because i think it's gonna be a lot fucking closer than people realize um yeah but I think Shabbat does get the win. I do, I do think he does get the win. Um, I, I just can't doubt Jeff Neal after what he did to Luque and Santiago. Yeah. Pop, uh, what's his name? Pop, yep. Adizio, whatever. Yep. Like I was, yep. on, I was on opposite sides of both of those, and I got yep. crushed. So yep. I'm going to stay away from it. Um, I don't know. We, you know, a couple of years. Depends what the parlays goes. I yeah, might sprinkle Jeff yeah, Neal, yeah, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. He has fun fact. Jeff Neal has not been finished in six years. Got knocked out by Kevin Hall of all people in 2017. So it's been a while, bro. It's been a while. And uh, to your point, he has looked good lately. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Should be a fun fight. All right. Here we go. Valentina Bullet Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough for me to get excited about this fight. Uh, it is. I'm not looking forward to this fight. Alexa Grasso, what I like about her most is that she refused to move to the U.S. to train at one of the U.S.-based, um, gyms. She is proud to be from Mexico. She stayed in Mexico, trained in Mexico. It's where she still is. I respect that a lot. Um, she's an up and coming fighter. Yeah. She's got the whole cute thing about her. She's, she's good. I don't, I don't I, you know, for her weight class, she's, she's definitely done some work. Um, but I, like Valentina, it's, it's valid. I don't know what else to say, man. It's Valentina. Okay. So you need to do more than get a decision against Macy Barber and Viviana Rujo for fuck's sake to deserve a fight against Valentina. So, um, all right, it's five rounds. Uh, I think Valentina gets her out of there. I don't know what round, um, but she gets her out of there. The Alexa Grasso is not ready for a fight with this woman. She's not. I don't hate her. 
Alexa Grasso. I don't. I just think she needs like four or five fights before this kind of thing, man. This is no joke. So um, 750, I think the line's about right, <laughs> you know. Uh, do you take Valentina? You got to roll the dice. Is it by sub? Is it by KO? If anything, just take her by finish, which which I think is minus one, minus one something. I think when I saw it, it was minus 150 something. So that's probably what I will be looking at. I just don't know how you could look at Alexa Grasso and say that she's going to upset Shevchenko. How? How would she do it? The only way that she wins is by decision. You think Alexa Grasso is going to outclass Valentina for five rounds to get a decision? Are you fucking crazy? It's not going to happen. So I don't know. What are you, you got any action on this? What do you think? I think I'm going to stay away from this. Um, Shashenko inside the distance is minus 150. Yeah. It's maybe part of a lotto ticket parlay piece for me because I think she does get it inside the distance. Yep. I just. <sighs> Shashenko won by split decision her last fight. Oh, yeah. Right? That, was, that was a surprise. It was. That was that close. Santos, that was, uh, yeah, it was. That was close. But nobody expected that. No. Um, it's just, you're like, I, I get, I'm getting a little sick of Shashenko. She doesn't fight a lot, which also bothers me to be immense. I think the, her last fight was that Santos fight, and that was almost a year ago. I mean, maybe 10 months, yeah. but it was almost a year. Um, she hasn't, and I think before that, it was like another 10 months off. I just, she doesn't fight a lot. That bothers me. Um, I just, Grasso doesn't have anything that says, oh, she's going to be the one. Right. Now, again, I, I took a flyer against Noons, and that paid off for me the first time. So that's why I'm sitting here being like, at some point, Valentina's got to lose. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree. And she's, she's towards the end of her career. She is. Yeah. So but not this fight, man. Not this fight. And I guess the problem I have is like, yeah, does Grasso deserve this shot? No, but Valentina's beat everyone else. So they have to yeah. give someone else a shot, right? right. They can't keep right. going back to Jessica Andrade, Lauren Murphy, Jennifer Maya, yeah. Gigi, like she's she's beat all these people. We can't keep going back to the well. So I'll probably join you um with that inside the distance play play at yeah. minus one fifty as a parlay piece, yeah. not straight up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna bet it, so I will not take credit. I wouldn't surprise me if Shashenko somehow gets caught. Wouldn't shock me. I'm not confident enough to bet it, so take that for what it's worth. It's very easy to say, like, oh, this could be the fight, and then I don't bet it, and she she gets her ass kicked. It is what it is. But there's just something. She has to lose eventually. She has to fucking lose. I just don't see. I don't see the logic in that statement because Alexa Grasso is not a fighter that catches Anybody. She wins by decision. That's all she knows how to do. Uh, so even if she catches Valentina, there's not a chance that puts her away. Not a chance. Now, now, if you're looking into your crystal ball, JB, and you see Valentina getting rocked by the Mexican sensation in no, Alexa no. Grasso, if you see that in the crystal ball, I'll fucking do three shoeys in a row just no. just because. Just because it's not happening. No, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. And again, if I think anything's going to happen here, it would be by sub. Um, I think Shashenko has amazing defense. So I don't see it happen. But it's just one of those things you're rolling around the ground. And if you, you're overconfident, you lose your neck. I think that's exactly what happened to Noons, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it, it could happen. It could happen. Stranger <sighs> things have happened. All right. Main event time. 
we got John Jones, the return of Johnny Bones against Cyril Gunn. It's kind of surreal, dude. I haven't even seen the weigh-ins, uh, nothing. But, dude, it's surreal that he's coming back, man. How long have we been talking about this and hearing about this? And here he is at heavyweight weighing in a little bit heavier <laughs> than Cyril Gunn. Um, I'm excited, man. Look, as a fan of the sport, how, how can you not be excited, dude? Like, when we were watching MMA in the early days, Johnny Bones Jones was running shit, dude. Running shit. And um, when he comes back as a heavyweight, knowing what this guy is capable of, all the skills he has as a martial artist, that shit doesn't go away, man. Yeah, is he a little slower? Probably. Is he a little more powerful? Probably. But the skills skills as a martial artist is what make me th- it's what makes me think dude Cyril Gunn I think is going to look like a rookie at times I don't think this is going to be a slaughter I just think when you look at Cyril Gunn it's one of those things like uh, you can't just get victories over oh I don't know winning a decision against Jarzinho Rosenstrike or going the distance with Alexander Volkov like dude in terms of MMA skill and talent this is nowhere near John Jones nowhere near him now Cyril Gaon's been improving no doubt no I'm not disrespecting him at all like the dude's physique he's had a lot of success and he's looking better. Like, you know, he's even shown signs of having a little bit of a dog in him. Signs of it, anyway. I think John Jones is a legend. I believe this. A legend of the sport. Cyril Gan is, I think he's going to be out of his league here. And I, I don't know if you heard this, man. There was a hand injury that's possible during the camp from Cyril Gan. I don't know if, that's, if there's any truth to that. But even if it's not true, uh, I think... John Jones is coming back with a fucking vengeance, man. And I don't think Cyril Gunn has fought anyone close, anyone close to the level of talent as a martial artist as John Jones. And I think that last sentence, JB, is is how I feel about this fight. Cyril Gunn is going to fight one of the best mixed martial artists to ever walk into the octagon, and he's not going to be ready. John Jones, I took him a while ago. I think I got him at minus 150. Uh, I took him straight up. He's in a couple of parlays as well. But Johnny Bones Jones, man, for the victory. If I were to pick how, I think he gets the knockout. I think he's going to get a KO. I think he's going to get him down to the ground. Cyril gone. Cyril is not going to know how to get up. He's going to put himself in a bad position. Uh, there's going to be some submission attempts, but I don't see him getting choked out. I don't see him getting subbed. I think Bones is going to rain down. With some ground and pound, get him out of there. Maybe a crucifix. I don't know, man. I don't see this going the distance. But John Jones for the victory. What do you think? Um, I think you're right. I'm not going to put this in a parlay, though. It's only because John Jones has been gone for a while. And while he's the best mixed martial artist out there, and I think the greatest of all time can be said, or at least it's a conversation piece, um, I don't. Love the way he looks for this camp. There was a lot of training in the pool. Yeah, I don't think he he's again he put on a lot of weight for the heavyweight. Um, yeah, I don't think it, that went on great. If I'm being honest, and I get nervous when there's a lot of training in the pool because mm. people who train in the pool are usually injured, and it's help, to help an injury. 
Um, that being said, he's not going to be a parlay piece for me. I'm waiting to bet this at Encore. So I'm going to have no action until we mm. get there. And I'm going right. to make a game time decision. I will not be betting Cyril Gott. So I want to make that abundantly clear. That is not an option for me here whatsoever. Okay. Um, my question is, do I pull the trigger on John Jones by KO to win by KO or sub at plus 225? Mm. Um, that's what I'm leaning towards. But I want to see how the night goes. I want to see how the rest of the plays go. And I want to see if I get any more intel. I did hear the gun injury to the hand thing. I don't know if it's bullshit or not. Um, I just, like, again, look at the, some of those embedded videos. Like, John Jones spends a lot of time in the pool. And is that is that not true? Like, don't people who are – and I know the pool is a great way to train. Don't get me wrong. But if you're injured or have a muscle injury, that's the greatest way to train is a yeah. pool because you're not putting strain on the muscle at that point. Yeah, uh, there's truth to that. I don't know if you're reading too much into it or maybe there's something there. I, I do not know. The one thing I'll say is – if you've made peace with not betting on Cyril Gan, and you wait until the uh, the octagon the octagon cage closes, then Jones is going to be minus two hundred at least. Right, but I still think I get the inside the distance out of juice. So I don't think this goes to decision. Right, that I think I agree. Like this is not going to decision. John Jones is not going to win by the decision. John Jones wants to. Prove to everyone he's the best in the fucking world. He's pissed he didn't get the Francis fight. He wants to finish this fucker. I just mm. don't trust him against your point. When you said Shirogan has not fought anyone up to this caliber at a mixed martial arts level, that's where I agree with you. Because Cyril did, beat, did fight Francis and lost. Francis is great, but he is not a mixed martial artist like John Jones is. And that's where he's I get concerned. Even, he's not even a boxer, dude. His form is horrible. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but again, I just like John Jones, I could see winning by sub. Like, yeah, he knocks him down, but then maybe he wants to grab the neck. So I'm not confident on the KO piece. I'm confident inside the distance. So probably going to bet it. Um, this is one though that there will be beers, there will be discussions, mm -hmm. it will be a live ticket bet. So I will take a picture of it because picket is not gonna count this. It's gonna have to be like an adjustment to my picket. Um <laughs> And yeah, but I, I, I think I'm think I'm in John Jones inside the distance, but we'll see. It's gonna be a game time decision for me. All right, can I be straight up with you? Uh, mm -hmm. I was drunk when I placed the bet at the kiosk for the first time, and I wanted to take John Jones by uh, by finish by sub mm -hmm. or KO. Uh, mm -hmm. I checked the bet slip. I'm pretty sure I took him by KO. It says plus two hundred. So I, I think it's just much, by. That should be a lot more. Okay, so. All right, look, I don't know what I did, man, but all I see on the bet slip is by KO, so I have this kind of false confidence that he's going to get the KO. I think you're spot on. By sub or KO, by finish, John Jones, that's that's the take. That's the prop. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right, we'll see. Now I want to bet that's so oh, worth, but we'll see. It's going to be a good card, man. It's going to be a good card. All right, so that's the UFC card. We are over. Holy Made shit. It. But this is, a, this is a big, big card, so... Not gonna spend any more wait, time wait. on this. Oh. Gonna spend... Whoa, whoa! All right, what Listen. is this? What is this bullshit, dude? It's gonna it's gonna be out here until you fulfill all your requirements here. So this is going to Bring be a slide up. until Bring all this up. is here. And uh, if we do a live stream, I will start putting green checks or red X's. Should you not fulfill <laughs> your requirements, and we will see. We got, a, we got a unit. We got a unit on the line. Yeah, yeah. No excuses, Joey. No excuses. Love it. <laughs> easy money. Speaking of easy money. <laughs> oh man, fucking Vegas. All right, so um. I am down more than Joey, um, by a lot, um, but 
I think March is going to be the month that turns it around. And I am yeah. already there. I am already positive for the month a of couple March. Units. Um, right. Thank you, David Posternock and the Bruins last night. So nice. let's turn this thing around. Let's get positive. Joey's doing his typical hanging around break even. Then I'll go really <laughs> back up. And, you know, he's going to just have This is the calm before the storm, bro. Zero units so far in March. Shit is about to get wild, dude. Wild. However, yeah. if we go to Encore Sportsbook, man, we're not going to have a good way of tracking this through Picket. we got to figure something out. we got to figure that out. I wonder if you can manually enter Picket's on, bets on Picket and they just won't be, quote, unquote, verified, which whatever. Or oh, yeah. if we place them on win bet, I don't we like do you can that, do yeah. your parlay on the app and then bring it to the kiosk. I don't know if there's a way that that'll track it somehow. All right. All right. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll so, figure it out. We'll March see. is going to be a banger. March is the month, man. March is the month. March is the month. It's be madness. It's be madness. <laughs> Just keep with that madness. Combat Zone 79 at Encore. It's oh, going yeah. kick things off for us on March 15th. And not going to name any names yet, but we may have a fighter sponsored by Boston Brewers Bets at this fight. All right? <laughs> so not going to name names because nothing's official yet. Still in talks. Oh, still in talks. Okay. But we might have our first official Boston Brewers Bets fighter here. Um, oh, I should say, yeah. say Boston Brewers Bet Fighter. We will be one of the many sponsors of the fighter. So we will be sure, a very, sure. very small well, I like person the way on that. He's a Boston Brewers Bet Fighter. I like the Boston Brewers Bet Fighter. But uh, very excited for it. We'll see if we can close it out. And let's see if that's how we start off the crazy March madness of March 16th Hell to March 19th. Yeah. And Hell again, yeah, dude. The Brook, Winbet, Banners, fucking Tony C's, Jake and Joe's, all these places. It's we need, all, we need it's a all place. Mix. We need a place. It's all let's, possible. Let's, let's make something happen here. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. All right. We're at an hour and 14 minutes to be expected with a highly anticipated card that does have a lot of good yeah. fights on it. We will yeah. try to keep this an hour next week. And I'm going to put it out there again. We're going to try to live stream March Madness. Um, so there will be breaks, obviously. I'm not going to talk for like eight hours about basketball. But if we can find <laughs> a location where we can have some good Wi-Fi and the audio is not shit, we're going to see if we can get a little uh, live stream going and see how we can do with that. Well, we're, do we're doing it anyway. Never mind good Wi-Fi and audio being shit. Even if both of those things are, are not true, it's still happening, bro. It's happening. This is fair. I'm just not going to download it and try to edit it. It's going to literally be YouTube Live and then dead forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what you hear is what you get, man. There's no post-production bullshit going on. No. No. All right, man. So I will see you tomorrow night. Very excited. Sportsbook night. Yes, UFC 285. I'm going to get my Hell bets yeah. in. I'm still going to go to New Hampshire and do my little, you know, here's my parlays and all that. Get that all settled. And uh, then we will play some wagers at Win Sportsbook, I'm sure. Dude, I'm just showing up in the casino. Give me some Bud Light draft beer, ice cold. I'm going to take that right to the kiosk, man, and just and just set the tone. I can't wait, man. We've been waiting months for this shit to be legal at a sportsbook in Mass, and it's finally our time, JB. Let's go. I like it. I like it. Question, are we rocking the Boston Brewers bets gear tomorrow? Most definitely, I am rocking the hoodie. Maybe right. even the hat. Haven't decided. But, bro, you got to represent, man. Got to represent. All right. So if you see us there, come say hello. That's all I'm saying. You know, all the listeners we yeah, have. Absolutely. We got we have had one listener this entire episode, by the way, but has been a little too Ooh. shy to say anything in the chat. I have no idea. Is, is it a bot? No is it a human? I don't know. I don't know. If you're, if you're, never know. Yeah, never know. All right, man. I will <laughs> see you tomorrow. Let's uh get positive. All right. Let's get positive. Yes. How about that? Yes, sir. All right, JB. Be good, brother. All right, see you tomorrow, bro. Later.